0: Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Talk podcast by fans for fans. I'm Ryan. There's my guy, Jalen. What's up, everybody? This podcast is where we discuss all things basketball, so expect a lot of hot takes, debates, and a true display of basketball knowledge. Let's get right into it. Our topic today is our final thoughts before the NBA restart on July 30th. So a lot of things have happened, and now the NBA players have gone to Orlando. So, Jalen, what are you going to expect now that the season restarts in just over two weeks?
1: So I have to be honest, like, dude, the, the biggest thing is these eight games are going to be crucial, you know what I mean? We're recording this a little early um, in terms of when everything is developing and uh, still things are to come in terms of right before the season starts but the main thing that we still understand no matter what is the coronavirus is still spreading the coronavirus is still a big factor in everyday life right now um and the nba is still being impacted by that that's going to have a huge influence on what kind of players what players are still participating in the the bubble if any other players do choose to still stop uh not participate maybe make a last second decision but Focusing strictly on the NBA starting and less about the things that lead it, that will lead up to it or that are leading up to it. It's going to be great just to see basketball again, first of all. First and foremost, we haven't been able to see anybody hoop live in months. I've been watching the same NBA full game reruns on NBA.com's YouTube channel for like the last three weeks just to kind of get my mind back into the the, the flow of things. The NBA has been missed and they have done a lot of good in the meantime. If you or anybody else has not looked into a podcast called the All the Smoke podcast um, hosted by Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson on Showtime Basketball, they have been solid throughout this entire quarantine. And I feel like we've learned more about NBA players through quarantine than we've ever learned while they were on the court. So that's definitely a podcast to check out outside of ours, of course. (laughs) So this quarantine has given us a lot in terms of being able to learn about basketball and probably learn about ourselves to a certain extent. But being able to see basketball come back is going to be huge for us as fans. Um, just being able to see live action again. Is it going to be pretty? I'm not expecting it to be, but I'm just going to be hyped to see basketball again. Um, Ryan, what is the main thing that you're looking for when those
0: eight games start back up? I said it before and I'll say it again. Expect the unexpected. I think something crazy may happen during this whole restart. I think what will be something to watch out for is the eight seed in the West. Um, Who wins that battle? I think in my eyes, the two qualified teams are either Memphis or new Orleans. I can't really see Sacramento making a run right now. I can't see Phoenix making a run right now. I definitely can't see San Antonio making a run right now. Mm -hmm. So I think that, what what we've really got to focus on is the future. And I think the future are two teams in the New Orleans Pelicans, New Orleans Pelicans and the Memphis Grizzlies led by their young stars in Zion Williamson and John Morant. I think one of the other things too is just what we mentioned in the first couple episodes that we've done together is our dark horses. I mean, how well is Miami going to be coming into this resumed season? How good are the Oklahoma State Thunder gonna be? How are the Houston Rockets gonna be affected if Russell Westbrook and James Harden aren't ready to go? Those are questions that we're gonna have answers to by the time the NBA resumes their season on July thirtieth.
1: Yeah, and I definitely think um, you touching on our on our dark on our dark horses is like huge because Again, this is a really unique season. Overall, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that came unexpectedly. I think outside of coronavirus, I think there was a lot of teams that caught us by storm. Uh, The Heat have been overperforming. Toronto was overperforming. Memphis being a year ahead of schedule, a year or two ahead of schedule was definitely a surprise. Uh, Zion having a quick impact from the minute he was able to be on the court was not necessarily a surprise, but the fact that he was able to be out for as long as he was come back in and essentially be the difference maker between whether or not people believe they're a playoff caliber team or not. The Mavericks, whose duo with Luka and Porzingis has been not the greatest thing to watch so far with Porzingis still trying to get his, his bearings. But um, he definitely started to come on strong right before uh, the season got postponed. I think another thing is, you know, in terms of Dark horses, one of the guys that one of the teams I had mentioned was um, the Nuggets being a team that could be a scary threat with their depth. And I think that, you know, right now there's still a lot of talk about Jokic and his situation coronavirus wise. But I don't know, man, a skinny Jokic sounds like a problem. The boy been doing his doing his dang thing. If his conditioning is up and he's still a similar style player in terms of like. You know, the reads that he makes and things like that, which I I don't think are things that he could possibly lose just by, you know, dropping some weight. I think that the Nuggets are definitely going to be a scary team to watch out for because of little developments like that. I guess another thing that we can kind of touch on uh, briefly is what do you think? From a fan's perspective, watching the NBA like this is going to be like, knowing that there won't be fans, knowing that there's this kind of consolidated area where every team is going to be playing these games. The fact that, yeah, it's an eight game regular season for each team, but we're dang near about to get like three, four games a day for like the next week or two after this season really pops off.
0: Yeah, I think we kind of got a preview with the basketball tournament, seeing how everything was going to go. I think that with what we've seen from the basketball tournament, that's just kind of a glimpse of what we're going to see. I've become a fan of the basketball tournament ever since, like, ever since it was uh, in the opening stages. And that's just kind of helped with the absence of NBA and WNBA while they're both preparing for the resumed season. I think the, one thing that, I think the one thing that the fans will look for is how conditioned are the players. Are they ready to go? They haven't played basketball in more than four months since the NBA suspended the season on uh, March 11th. How well are they going to be ready to go? Will we see somebody new shine? I mean, Jamal Crawford just got picked up by the Nets. Uh, J.R. Smith just got signed by the Lakers. Are those new pieces to the team, can they be key pieces on the court? Can they be key players on the court when you need them the most? we've seen time and time again with Jamal Crawford where he can drop 50 at any moment. But with J.R. Smith, I mean, is he going to be able to recover ever since that blunder he had in the 2018 finals? So those are things that we have to think about, especially considering that teams are trying to pick up as many free agents as possible, considering that they're fresh at this point. The Nets picked up uh, Tyler Johnson who we haven't seen in the league for over a year. So He's somebody that he could be like a star for the Nets and nobody knows it yet. The pairing of Luka and Porzingis is definitely something to look at as well because like I said earlier, Porzingis is still trying to get his bearings in Dallas, but uh, Mav's owner Mark Cuban sees them as like a young Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki. But I think that that's definitely their highest potential and I think we could see like how well that they've worked together in the time that they've had off from the suspension of the season how well is LeBron gonna be how well the Lakers gonna be now that that one of their key pieces Avery Bradley has decided he's not gonna play I touched on how good he was during the season and how much of an impact he's made on the court how good are the Lakers gonna be without him I think these are things that we definitely have to consider as a fan
1: and I mean, you know, touching off of that, Rondo also got injured through these training camps and they were talking about um, his hand injury, taking him out for four to six weeks. That's something that also gets included into this whole process. Yes, you brought in J.R. Smith, but he can't replace two people, especially two people that bring two totally different values to the court. J.R. Smith is kind of just a, a streaky shooting style player while um, Rondo was a, a primary facilitator Avery Brad- Bradley is more of like a spot up shooter that also plays a lot of defense. J.R. Smith doesn't mark any of those whole on um, any of those boxes. So it's one of them things where you know it's going to be a lot to ask for a team in the cha- in the Lakers who have championship aspirations. So I, I mean, there's a lot of different guys that are going to be rotating through the league, and there's a lot of different faces that we're going to be seeing both teams fully and players that are being introduced to new rosters. So I think we can expect a lot of good and exciting basketball even though, you know, things might not be exactly the way we would have wanted them to be to come this time of the year.
0: Yeah, and I actually have a question that we should pose to our fans here, um, our question of the day. What are your thoughts? What, what are your thoughts about the resume season? Do you have a team that you really think will come out strong? Do you have a team who is not so strong right now? Write your, uh, write your review in the comments section and make sure you give us five stars. We'll see you guys next episode.